Welcome to a new Neon Jazz interview with Chicago trumpeter Marquise Hill. During our interview, he spoke about being born and raised in Chicago and witnessing a host of legends perform live while growing up. How he started out in the music business, his newest album, The Poet, along with much, much more. Dig it. Hey, Marquise, it's Joe Domino. Hey, hey. How are you? Good, man. Good, good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for talking with us here at Neon Jazz. First of all, where were you born and raised? Uh, born and raised in Chicago, South Side, um, the Chatham area on the South Side of Chicago, around 83rd and Vernon. Okay. So, how influential was your family on you getting into jazz, and how influential was Chicago in giving you that root in jazz? Um, I would say my, my family, uh, not so much. It's actually kind of funny. I'm the only musician in my family. Um, my, I have an uncle who plays guitar in church, but not anything professional or serious. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm the only musician in my family. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but in terms of sh- Chicago, like, you know, it's, you know, Louis Armstrong walked the streets of Chicago. You know, he, he, <laughs> Yeah, he said Chicago was one of the, the places where jazz was created. Um, and there's a lot of history in the city of Chicago, and I was fortunate enough to be raised on the south side where there's people like Bond Freeman and, and, and Willie Pickens and some, some Chicago jazz legends like that. And I was fortunate enough to be raised on the south side and kind of come up under them a little. Wonderful. Who did you witness play when you were growing up? Um... Man, uh, Vaughn, Willie Pickens, uh, in terms of Chicago people, uh, the great Ernest Dawkins, uh, one of the members of the AACM, um, uh, Maggie Brown, some Chicago names, uh, Bobby Broom, when I was coming up, he, uh, he's actually from New York, but uh, he's, he's been living here, I think, last 20 years of his life. Um, but I was fortunate enough to actually come up when he was playing every Tuesday at Pete Miller's, for instance, uh, in, in Evanston, Illinois. Wonderful. Uh, but yeah. Very cool. So when did you start playing music? I actually started in fourth grade playing the drums. I was a, <laughs> I played a snare drum in the marching band, and I had switched to clarinet in the fifth grade, and I switched to trumpet towards the end of my fifth grade year. So I started in elementary school. Wonderful. So talk to me about how you got into professional music, kind of your trajectory from, say, high school into college, and from there, how did you get to that professional realm? Um, well, in, in high school, I, I started to play professionally just a little, uh, not, not, not that much. There's a couple uh, Chicago public school programs that allow students to kind of play. I was a member of... Um, uh, the South Shore Youth Jazz Ensemble, which is ran by Professor Ron Carter, who teaches at Northern Illinois, where I actually went to college. Um, so I did that throughout high school every summer, and that was actually a paying job. So we played in the big band and actually got paid for it. Um, Ernest Dawkins, actually, uh, I mentioned him, a great member of the AACM. Um, I started playing when I was in high school. He gave me actually one of my first professional gigs. He, he took me to uh, Poland with him. We went to Poznan, Poland. Um, and I played with one of his ensembles called uh, the New Beginnings Ensemble. Um, and, yeah, he, he gave me one of my starts. Um, um, yeah, I don't know if that gets at 
the answer you're looking for. No, that's it. That gets me caught up. So now I want to ask, before we get to your newest album coming out next week, The Poet, talk to me about the albums and projects you've been involved with up to this point. Yeah. Um, well, I've, uh, this is my third one, like, like I said, but before my, my stuff, I see Matt Ullery at Great Bases out of Chicago. Um, he has a group called Room. We just put out a record uh, titled To Wake and Echo. Actually, um, also recorded on Ernest Dolphin's last record, uh, Prairie Prophet. He uh, dedicated it to Fred Anderson, uh, another great person who ran uh, the Velvet Lounge in Chicago. Cool. Um, uh, this guy, Willem Dellisford, a great pianist. Uh, he's from Miami. Uh, I went to grad school with him. He now lives in New York. He has a record called The Freedom Riders I was a part of. Um, one of my closest friends, Milton Suggs, a great vocalist. Uh, also, he's from Georgia, I believe, but he lives in Chicago, but now lives in New York. He has two records, uh, Lyrical, uh, Volume 1, and also Things to Come, and I'm a part of both of those. Um, Chicago Jazz Orchestra actually just put out a record, a tribute to Ella Fitzgerald, and I'm also, I played on that one. Um, and then I did my, my three records, uh, New Gospel, Sound of the City, and Next week, October 22nd, The Poet. Wonderful. Um, and you played with a lot of artists over the years. So what's that like sharing the stage with people like Benny Golson, Antonio Hard? Uh, what, what is that like? Uh, for me, uh, I'm a student. Uh, I'm, well, everyone's, you know, in jazz they say you're always a student, but I feel like I'm a student of jazz. Uh, I So, your new album, The Poet, comes out. Why did you name it The Poet? I named it The Poet, actually. Uh, I was writing some music, um, one thing in specific, and I have a really good friend of mine, uh, Kevin Sparks, who actually wrote some poetry for the, for the record. Um, um, he, he just, he said to me, like, you know, this is, this, this, these sounds you're playing, this tune in particular is really poetic. Like, when I hear your music, it's, it's unlike some music, most jazz music that I hear today, um, it's just, it's more poetic. And he just kept saying the word poetic or poetry, poet. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's kind of it. And I just named that one tune that I was working on in that moment, the poet. Um, and then the rest of the music just kind of came to me and I went with that concept of the poet. So you're pretty excited about the upcoming release next week? I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. We have a CD release at the Jazz Showcase. Um, October 31st through November 3rd, and the actual record comes out the 2nd, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the 22nd, which is next week, so I'm, I'm very excited, and I think people like it, hopefully, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I got an advanced listen with Terry, and it's a wonderful album, I'm, I'm looking forward to spinning it next week on my show. So oh, beautiful, man. Yeah, and I love the name of it, The Poet, it just comes right out, there's no, no questions, when it's The Poet, you know what it is. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, how's Chicago jazz these days? Chicago is great. There's a lot of great young musicians, and also there's a lot of history and a lot of older musicians who um, who help some of the young musicians. This is great. Um, there's a lot of original music in Chicago, uh, but there's also a lot of people who are more traditional, uh, swing, straight ahead, 
So there's a, there's a lot of stuff happening in Chicago. I really, I really like being here. Yeah. So Kansas City is where we're based. Have you been here? Are you? Uh, uh, is there anything about Kansas City jazz that kind of has influenced you? Uh, I've actually never been to Kansas City, but I, I, the things that I know about Kansas City is that Bird, um, you know, Charlie Parker, of course, from there, and um, um, I always blank on this other saxophone, his name. Um, um, uh, I can never remember his name, but I know he's from there, or he it teaches there, at least. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Bobby Watson. Bobby Watson, that's it, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Um, so, where are you gigging these days, and where do you plan on gigging to kind of kick off the poet? Um, like I said, the first, well, the very first thing we actually had, we played September fifth and sixth. Uh, September at Andy's Jazz Club, we had kind of a sneak peek, and we uh, played all the music from the record, and it was great. Actually, you know, sold a couple CDs there. Um, the next thing we had is the actual CD release at the Jazz Showcase. Uh, I'm sorry, October 31st through November 3rd. And then after that, I, my plan is just to try to work as much as I can, really, to get just get the music out there. Um, uh, it's, it's really playing in Chicago, but the music, it, it starts to transform once you play in different cities and play in front of different audiences. So that's my goal, is to try to get the music out there and play everywhere. <laughs> right on. Speaking of everywhere, you, you said you were in Poland. Where have you performed around the country and the world, and where do you really like to perform? Is there a certain city that holds a special place for you? Um, uh, well, I guess I'm in Chicago, of course, is home, and, you know, that's one thing about Chicago audiences, they're, they're very honest. Um, if they're not feeling the music, you'll know. <laughs> so that's, that's, I, I love playing in Chicago, but, um, when I when I started to play in Europe, I, I haven't played in Europe as much as I would like to. But the couple, the handful of times I've played there, the energy that the audience gives you is is just it's incredible. I've never felt anything like that. They they truly truly love jazz music overseas and in Europe. Um, so I would have to say playing overseas or in, in Europe is is that that's where I would want to play most. <laughs> right on. So. What style of jazz do you like the most? What style of jazz do I like the most? Um, I'm, um, I, I like bebop and hardbop. Um, but nowadays, like I, you know, it's, it's, it's 2013 and jazz is, like, what is jazz, you know? There's so many different aspects that go into the, the jazz that we call jazz today. Uh, but if I had to narrow it down, I would say more traditional bebop jazz and more hardbop. Right on. Um, but when you listen to my music, you you know you don't necessarily get that. You know, so it's, I think the the style of jazz I like the most is just like a, it's an, a melting pot of everything. Right on. I have to say everything. You know. Sure. So, who are your jazz heroes? Who do you admire the most? Uh, Donald Byrd, um, Freddie Hubbard, uh, Duke Ellington, um, Count Basie, and of course Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker. Kind of all the greats. Um, um, one of the modern guys I love, Winter Marcellus, and what he's done and what he has done. I love Roy Hargrove and I love Nicholas Payton. Um, yeah. Right on. So, 
education is a big part of your life. You got a, a bachelor's and a master's degree. Talk to me a little bit about how important it is to be educated as a jazz musician. Um, I think it's very important. Um, um, it's funny, I actually went into, into, into college wanting to teach, and I still have a passion for teaching, and you know, that's still in, in, in the back of my mind. That's what I still want to do. Um, but the more I, I got older, I, I just wanted to play more. But I'm very glad and grateful that I did go to school and finished, and now I have a backup plan, you know. Um, a lot of musicians don't really like to think about that and talk about that. But there's a chance that, you know, not, none of this could work, you know. We, we, we don't know what, what can happen tomorrow. You know, we can wake up and I won't be able to play or something like that, just an example. So the fact that I have an education and I'm, I'm a well-rounded musician, but also a well-rounded person, you know, um, I, I, there's plenty of things that I can do. So I think it's, it's, it's really important that I've got my education. I think it's really important. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit uh, about your short and long-term plans. What, 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 what's on the horizon for you now, and what are you kind of looking at? You mentioned teaching jazz, but what are you kind of looking at in your future? Well, my new future, the thing that I really want to do is just play. Um, I would love to be touring, you know, 200, out of, 200 days out of the year. Just, just touring and just taking the music everywhere. Um, just, you know, touring with a, a group of musicians that I get along with personally and I get along with musically and just really spreading my music, you know, to, to the listeners across the world. Um, that's what I would like to do in the short term. The long term, um, I, I, I've always wanted to be the head of a jazz program at one of the major universities in the, or one of the major jazz universities in the country. Um, that's hence why I went to school to get my uh, undergraduate in education so that I can be set up to do something like that. Um, so, so long term, yeah, that's, that's some years down the line, you know, being a, a head of a jazz studies program, also keeping a stable career. But short term, I just want to play and tour. Absolutely. So, yeah. tell let, let's say with either the poet or an album in the near future, you win a Grammy Award for Best Album. Who are going to be the top four or five people you're going to thank, first of all? The top four or five people, I would think. Um, uh, the music, okay, specifically, okay. Um, well, I would definitely have to thank the musicians who are part of the record. Um, because without them it wouldn't be possible. Um, uh, my my fifth grade band director, Diane Ellis, great Chicago saxophonist. Um, she's known around here for just cropping the young musicians. Like I said, I started playing in fourth grade. And I got heavy into jazz in around fifth, sixth grade. My first CD she gave me was a uh, Lee Morgan record. And, you know, what... Fifth graders, do you know who walk around listen, listening to Lee Martin nowadays? <laughs> uh, so I would definitely have to thank her. Um, Ronald Carter, Professor Ronald Carter from Northern Illinois University. Um, like I said, I was a part of the jazz, uh, the South Shore Youth Jazz Ensemble on the south side of Chicago every summer throughout high school. And I actually started with him a little earlier than high school. So I've been kind of under his wing, man, since I've been playing, I would say probably seventh or eighth grade. So I would definitely have to thank him. Um, so that was him. Uh, Ernest Dawkins, another person that I mentioned earlier, um, he kind of took me under his wing and showed me his schooling more of a Chicago-rooted AECM thing. Um, so yeah, I would definitely thank 
Ernest Dawkins, Diane Ellis, uh, Professor Ronald Carter, and then the, the band members. I mean, I'm sure the list would go on, but sure. right now, those are the ones I can think of. Right on. So, if you could go back in time at a little time machine and meet one jazz musician from any era, who would it be and why? Uh, that's hard. That's a hard question. Huh. Uh, I would need to think about that. But just kind of, if I had to choose one right now, I would. The, the guy who's talking in my head right now is Miles Davis, and I say Miles because he's one of the few musicians who he he transformed when the music transformed. You know, yeah. In the bebop era, he was there. In the hard bop era, he was there. Um, and the in the free jazz era, he was there. Um. In the rock, electric jazz era, he was there, you know. In the modern smooth jazz, he was just kind of there when the music was progressing and evolving. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 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 the goal, you know. Absolutely. The, the world's going to change, so the music's going to change. Yeah. Miles was a prime example of that. Absolutely. So, when you look back on your life right now, everything that's led up to this moment, do you have any regrets? Um. I wish I wish I can I would have practiced harder in high school. <laughs> uh, not, I don't think that's a really a regret. But if I could go back and change something, it would be that now that I know the things that I know, I would I would practice much harder and I've been more focused when I had the time. Um, everybody say, well, oh, once you graduate college, like your free time is gone. You want to get busy. Things can start happening, and, and that's very true. I wish I could have taken more advantage of you know having free time in college and in high school. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool. So, what uh, what album or song did you listen to before our interview today? What song did I listen to? Yeah. Um, man, I listen to a lot of music today. Um, or just I listen to it. name a couple right. songs. Um, okay. Uh, I really did Christian Scott's new record. I was listening to his his thing uh, earlier today. Um, lately I've been listening to a lot of hip hop. Um, the BET Hip Hop Awards actually came on a couple of days ago, and I was listening to uh, this record by this guy named Kendrick Lamar, who's a really, really uh, great hip hop artist. Right. Um, I was listening to some Clifford Brown, Live at the Beehive. Um, earlier I was listening to some Irish Brothers. <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place. I, just, <laughs> I think my music is just kind of a melting pot of all the things that I like and I listen to. Cool. So, as we kind of get to the end of this interview here, I have a social media, a more modern question here for you. And the length of one tweet, basically a sentence, 144 characters. Tell me who you are. Uh, who am I? Okay. Yeah. Um, I am uh, I'm a Mikey Phil, a Chicago trumpet player, a musician, born and raised in Chicago. Um, I'm very proud of, and biased of my city. I'm, I'm proud that I'm from Chicago. I'm, uh, I love my family. Um, um, I, I love to play and listen to music that feels good. Um, I love music that that's very melodic, that leaves uh, a melody or, or, or a sketch of a melody in your head. I like to, to walk away from a concert or walk away from a situation where I'm listening to music with some type of melody in my ear. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I'm passionate about music and making music that touch people. I'm passionate about 
creating the music that makes people feel good. Um, yeah, that's that's who I am. <laughs> good luck with the uh, album release, and thank you very much for your time. Joe, thank you so very much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players doing that jazz these days, whether it's Chicago, KC, New York City, or around the world. And thanks to Marquise for his time and insight into his craft. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store or the neonjazz.blogspot.com for all things neon jazz. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. <laughs>